Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Probably the most anticlimactic for Raptor fans, probably. Uh, but which also to me means that all the rumors um, about the Raptors front office and who you know uh, is going where when it comes to players and all the leaks is probably just smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I get it. There's Shams and there's Woj, there's Mark Stein, there's Lowe, there's all these like insiders, but really really speaking yeah i think that i'm sure og was out in the names i'm sure gary was out in the names but i i really don't think that the raptors really leak anything and the fact that they were sellers when everybody including raptors fans including Woj and shams and all of them thought that they were going to be sellers wasn't the case they were the ones who bought and in this case welcome back Jakob purdle uh so let's i guess let's break that down guys um let's just go through what we had to kind of give up for for Jakob, and i believe it was yeah 2023 second round pick 2025 second round pick ken birch and the 2024 first round pick protected one through six uh i don't know how i feel about this right now honestly i'm still kind of taking it all in um, the fact that nothing really happened and is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. I want to see how this plays out. But first thing, I just want to ask you guys, what do you guys think? Jacoperto, solid, solid, big, 27 years old. We know what he's brought when he was a rookie here. We know what he is when he, uh, what he's brought with the Spurs. Um, but the Spurs aren't very good. And I'm not saying I, I, personally, I don't think Jacoperto puts up over the hump. Maybe he makes us a little bit better. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. First impressions, Jacoperto, Jay, Dre, what do you guys think? I'll let Dre take this one first. I mean, I feel like I was a little harsh on him when we first started this podcast and it was like, Hey, we've signed Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, but we lost Jacoperto. And I was just like, I don't care. Like, I think I was like a little bit dismissive. Um, that's not entirely fair on him. And he is a very solid player. I feel like he's actually, I could be wrong, but maybe grown as a spur yeah but having said that like i can't really disagree with the sentiment that if we are better or worse it's like marginally i don't think we've like when it comes to like the player ac uh, acquisition not necessarily like the the picks or anything 
when it comes to literally the player for player, we're like roughly the same. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I'm thinking too, because he's not like it. it basically what Messiah is saying is that we're standing pat, right. With, with yep. something like, like Jakob, who's not really going to move the needle either way. Um, this just means that, Hey, Messiah's like, let's let's keep going, let's keep going, and we'll talk about what Messiah said later. But like Jay, what about you? What did your what were your thoughts when Pirtle came? So whenever we do a, a ZenCaster, sorry, whenever we do a recording, we use ZenCaster. But whenever we do one, Dre and I have started to change our names. Like we don't we don't <laughs> yeah. just put Jay and Dre anymore. We're trying we have a little fun with it just between the three of us. And I selected the name Jacob Puddle. Now, if you remember, <laughs> that is the name that was bestowed upon Pirtle in a famous Game of Zones episode. Uh, the the underlying reason, and there, I, there's an underlying reason here, is that I think a lot of people, and if you remember the Game of Zones scene, uh, Pirtle is is eaten by the the trade raptor <laughs> and disappears into the woods. And the analogy I'm going to make here is that a lot of people are, oh, I really hope I say this analogy right. Please correct me. A lot of people are are not seeing the forest for the trees. And, and what I mean by that is the a lot of people are getting caught up in, that's it? That's all we did? What, why mm. wasn't this the, the start of something else, something bigger? And I'm guilty yeah. of that. I thought this was yeah. a first of multiple moves. Um, yeah. But what I'm trying to get at is that what Pirtle does now is actually a lot more than what we we think it is. Um, yes, his numbers are they don't jump out at you, but there's there's a, a kind of that multiplier effect again, right? Now. And, and I apologize if I I bring up that whole multiplier domino effect all the time, but like it really is true. It, it speaks to how one person can make not just those around him better but like the entire team and 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 like everyone in this organization so like what i mean by that is pertle is an amazing screen setter he's a good passer so on offense we were able to get someone who improves the offense the flow of the offense while also you know as you refer to rumors from earlier um we didn't have to give up gary trent jr so for me that's already a positive um, and then on the defensive end, now this is where he really shines, right? And the Raptors are below average defensively. He's that connector on defense. Think of a, a Mark Gasol of sorts in terms of not, not necessarily being at that level, but in terms of quarterbacking the defense from inside the paint. Um, and while yeah. all this switching and, and, and screen, uh, sorry, recovering is happening, you know, beyond the arc and in the mid range, there's Pirtle protecting the rim. So I think that what he brings to the table this year is is paramount. I think it's going to be great. Um, and I, I think we will dive into a bit about like what does this mean long term. But short term, I'm very happy with this acquisition. I'm very happy with how this team will, will, will go moving forward and for the rest of this season. So I, I have a couple of thoughts about what both of you guys said. I think that the, the acquisition of Jack Pirtle, don't get me wrong, is – Good. I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's great. I think it's good. Uh, averaging, he's averaging 12.1 points, nine point, 
nine rebounds, 3.1 assists, and one block. I think the 3.1 assists is is really key for for this this team who don't really pass the ball very much to each other. It's very one on one base, very ISO ball. Like you said, Jay, he's a he's a very good screen setter, and I think also it kind of eases off the fact that you know we don't have a we haven't had a center for a couple of years and i think coloco isn't there yet ken birch obviously wasn't too serviceable thad young is is getting a little bit older uh he and he can't kind of bang bodies with the with traditional big so have a yak up there is going to ease up a lot of pressure having let's say og uh face a traditional server had having scotty face a traditional center so now that we have uh, an actual big body down there, it might ease up uh, everybody else to kind of create their uh, create more spacing um, to play a little bit more free and not think, oh, crap, there is a center down there that either one is going to have a lot of butterfingers uh, or is just not there yet when it comes to strength like Coloco. So I think this is a this is a good pickup. Uh, what I wonder is, was it necessary to give up uh a pick like a, a first round protected one to six pick along with two second round picks along with a a i guess not really a player that we really play anymore with ken birch but of those picks is, is quite valuable and the reason why i say that is because when this trade happened it it happened in the morning right like i remember jay you messaged us it was like 1 30 morning you told us yakapuri was going to be a raptor again and i thought that was great which also meant that there's going to be more of what the raptors were going to do i thought because that we we were setting up to receive other first rounds or a couple of third round th- like two to three first round picks for let's say OJ Anolia Gary Trent Jr. But the fact that there's nothing else that happened is kind of perplexing to me. So was this? Uh, do you think that there should have been more, or maybe there was something more that would have been done, or are they just waiting for the end of the season the, for the off season to happen? Well, I, I, I think I mentioned it to you guys that um, I, I really did feel like this was the first of multiple moves. Um, I thought that, okay, the, the, the price is steep, um, but the they would be recouped in multiple, or sorry, in, in subsequent trades. Um, and then <laughs> I think I'm, I think this is the last time I'm going to do this, but uh, this is still the Raptors kind of making good on the Kawhi trade, like after fleecing them so many years ago, it is, okay, we'll give you, uh, we'll, we'll give you a first to, to, to take that away from you and you can, we can dump you, go around on you. And then this is another one. This is like, okay, thanks for that extra five million in that Kawhi trade. We'll give you a couple more picks. You give us uh Pirtle back, right? So I, and I get it. Mm-hmm. At a glance, it's like, this is very steep. And I'm, I, I, and I think it looks even worse when you look at the protections, right? I mean, what what Masai is basically saying is he's doubling down on what he said in the com- in the the press conference, which was, "This team is good. I believe in this team, and they will be better. And if they are better than the second round pick that they just gave up for this year's draft, won't be as bad as it looks. Like if the Raptors work their way into the playoffs." Then it's not so bad. But right now, as it stands, that is a even the second rounder this year is already looking like it's uh, a steep pretty, price. And then you added the yeah, fact yeah. that 
that first rounder next year, right? Like you're again, you're banking on the fact that the Raptors will be good next year, that the the pick ends up being something in like the low twenties is what you're hoping for. Um because top six protected is not a lot. Like that is that means that the Raptors could miss the playoffs and still give up the pick because it yeah. was they were seventh or eighth, right? That that's yeah. That's why it it seems very steep. And it, it's more it, it's it sucks to look at from the angle of us, the talking heads, um, and the fans. But from the players' perspective, I'd like to think that this is a motivating factor. This is a hey, this guy believes in us. We believe in ourselves. We just haven't produced at the level that we know we're capable of, that we showed at the end of last year. We're starting to gel now. We've got a rim protector that we've been missing all year. And and this is it. This is the, the doubling down of it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's almost like besides putting his job on the line for this, right? Because if, if this fails, then fine. Like, let's let's start to to talk about his, his successor because I think that's what he's going with here. Dre, do you think that there was something on the table? Like that, that there was a blockbuster trade just beside that didn't pull the trigger? I do, and I couldn't tell you what it is because the last time we recorded, we honestly were like, who is it going to be? Fred, OG, maybe Gary Trent Jr., maybe even Siakam. We, we weren't really sure. I could tell you this, though. This has been considered a very interesting trade season because of two particular trades and you know you brought up the spurs and how we were finally you know wrapping up i guess what we owed them as thanks for Kawhi and danny green and a championship that's it um, that's it no more no more dealing with the spurs man all all that have been paid exactly but now we're looking at a different team that uses black and white as their jersey colors that's the brooklyn nets where um, two particular moves shook up the entire league and you can actually pinpoint pretty much every, almost every single trade that happened after somebody, some specific team from Texas won the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes. Um, you know, mm. like uh, get rid of me in three days or else. Um, yeah. once that happened, Almost every other move, including a subsequent one for Brooklyn, was rooted in this team self-detonating. And that's um, the Lakers did a ton of moves in response. You know, the uh, Timberwolves, even the Orlando Magic got Patrick Beverly. I think they're going to like. They just breaking news. They just bought him out. Exactly. Exactly. That was that was the point I was getting at. But this was this was all stemmed. I mean, I don't know if that's good news for Orlando or good news for Patrick Beverly. I mean, poor guy. But uh, like this all stemmed from the shakeup of the Brooklyn Nets. So did we have something on the table? Maybe. But maybe Masai was like, "Okay, I'm not getting involved with this. Like, we're not going to get." This guy or that guy, who I'm sure we're going to be talking about very shortly, we're not going to mm-hmm. blow up our team for either of these two uh, qualifiable players. Instead, we're just going to watch the rest of the league, see it settle, and then see if we want to make any moves. And the answer was, yes, we will get Yaka Pertl, and that's about it. I sincerely feel like we had something else in mind, and we just didn't do it because of this huge shakeup across the league. I'll just add to the, the the trade offers that have been floating around. So based off of what I'm reading from various different sources, 
here are the offers that were apparently out there. Um, the Bucks were offering Grayson Allen and a couple of firsts for Fred Van Vliet. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, <laughs> I would not the, want Grayson Allen on my team. <laughs> the, the Clippers were offering Luke Kennard and Brandon Boston Jr. and no picks for Fred Van Vliet. Uh, we've got a couple of here regarding... So the interesting ones were the Grizzlies... And the Pacers each were offering three first-rounders. The Pacers, their picks are actually not that... It would seem like theirs would be good, but they also own the first-rounders of, I believe, it's Boston and Cleveland. So that's essentially a low 20s pick. Hmm. Um, And then, of course, you've got the Grizzlies who... Again, it all depends on what these first-rounders ended up being. And that kind of leads into a a question I want to pose to you, um, to either of you, really, is that is three first rounders that could possibly all be, let's say in the twenties. Is that enough um, value for you? Because they're still first rounders, right? I mean, OJ yeah. and Obi himself was drafted late twenties, right? Like same with Siakam, right? Like, is, is that enough? Or do you want one of these first rounders to be in the lottery? Like, I think maybe, cause I think that is where there's the disconnect here, right? That is where, yeah. We as fans are saying, oh, crap, they didn't do anything. But at the same time, it's like, well, do you want them to do something for the sake of doing something? Because then you end up with Grayson Allen in first, mm-hmm. but no Fred Van Vliet, right? Like that that's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, that's a good point, Trey. Go ahead, man. Oh, no, I don't really have anything to say to that. Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that's true. Uh, I think we're all kind of caught up thinking that the Raptors were going to do something, possibly do, do something. I think it stems from um, the the being scared for Fred and Gary, and now at this point, Pirtle, who could walk possibly in free agency. Now, I you know that 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 bodes true for a lot of stars, right? They could they could walk, but really, it's like we just don't want to skip this opportunity to have something and if let's let's say someone like fred walks which i don't think that's going to happen we could have gotten three first round picks now if they were all in the 20s maybe that wouldn't have been you know shaking out to be very successful but with the track record that the raptors have they have had success in the mid-20s so maybe it might have been worth it so i think for us fans we wanted something to happen because all the rumors for like the last two months were like, okay, OG is going to be gone. Gary is going to be gone. Fred's going to be gone. Who, whomever. But all of it was stemming from because their, I guess their ceiling or their trade value was so high and both conferences were at peak uh, parody. So everyone's trying. We know that we're not going to win this championship year. Let's let's be honest. We we probably won't even get off the first round. Um, and that might be like the cream of the crop if we if we can actually get it past the first round. But if we have so many teams that are vibing to try to contend, then that means that they're desperate, right? You think about Memphis, you think about New Orleans, you think about, um, I don't know, everyone who, who see what Phoenix is doing, you see what uh, Dallas is doing. Now people are like, frig, we got to do something. So I just thought that like they would pony up to get someone like OG who is extremely serviceable on the defensive end or, or Fred in this case, who obviously you see his leadership, but maybe on his downfall in his career. But I feel like people were desperate and 
I don't know. Again, I don't know if there was there was a huge blockbuster trade that could have benefited us. I just feel like there might have been an opportunity missed. I'm on that boat. The opportunity was might have been more was was probably there more so that it would be in the off season. But that's just me. That that's just what I'm thinking. I think that there might have been an opportunity missed. There, there's a lot there. I think that um, I actually don't think that. Uh, we'll see as many 40 minute games as we have the the, the trickle down effect of, of Pirtle being a starter now is that Gary and Precious now come off the bench that's true and that does mm. give a bit of a more even distribution on some of the minutes there um that's that multiplier effect I was talking about with, with Pirtle it's not just on and off the court it, sorry it's also how the minutes are distributed right because you have someone it's like saying Kem Birch can now give you 30 minutes. No, that's not the case. But if that was the case, then we wouldn't need Pearl. That's kind of what I'm going at with this. But it, it, this is where it kind of sucks that the Raptors don't leak because things like this, like Grayson Allen from the Bucks, no thank you. This makes it much easier for me to comprehend why the Raptors didn't do anything. But we don't know for sure, right? And, and at the end of the day, the Raptors... Uh, and Masai specifically said, I believe in this team and we are going to move forward with this team. We'll deal with the summer when the summer comes around. Now, from the Raptors' perspective, they have, I believe, the fourth easiest schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, um, They are four and a half games behind Miami for sixth, meaning they take advantage of an easy schedule and they're also playing their best basketball of the season. Uh, this is uh, there's an opportunity here to kind of go up the setting. This is the way it's 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 a change in the mindset, right? I mean, we all started the season with high expectations. Obviously, those expectations weren't met, and then the focus turned to okay, how low can this team go? It's it's now a time to revert back to the original thing, which was okay. Let's let's provide some some life for this and there's, there's hope that this team can actually go up and there's definitely runway for it considering how mediocre the rest of the east is um it i think it's more than just the raptors are bound for a play-in spot and, and just getting bounced like i think we even said it as early as two months ago that like this is a team that no one likes facing right mm-hmm. even when the raptors were crap no one likes facing the raptors that counts for something, right? And I think that that's what Masai is holding on to is that Jakob was that missing piece. And if the team keeps playing as they are and, and keeps building towards this, they can really make some noise. And then when the summer comes, you know, you have to get a little bit uh, creative with your salaries there. Yes, you can actually bring back Fred, Gary, and Jakob. It means that you might have to uh, get rid of Thad, which would suck, but he's got a non-guaranteed next year. It might mean you have to unload Chris Boucher, which would really suck as well because of the impact he has. But at the same time, who would you rather put your resources in? You put your resources in your core six, and that now includes Pirtle, right? So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I am with this. It's like I, Again, I always stubbornly take the glass half full approach, but I think that there's a, a way here that Masai does the thing he always does, which is believe in his guys, overpay for his guys, stay true to his guys, and then try to work things out financially after and, and remain competitive. Because at the end of the day, yeah. in hindsight, he never would have been down for the tank. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a couple of points is Masai, you know, in his presser, he was like, we, 
this team is always or this front office has always preached patience, which is true. I I, I feel like there hasn't really been much uh, deadline trade deadline trades that outside of maybe that Marcus saw one. I can't rem- remember whatever ones, maybe the Serge Ibaka one too, but with the trade deadlines, there is a deadline, right? The 3 PM Eastern standard time deadline where you have to actually put all your chips in the table, at like two fifty nine, And then all this pressure happens. So when it comes to the off season, there really isn't any type of pressure. And this is where he can actually work, work things out, work thing, his own roster work out. If he wants to do a, uh, you know, a, a sign and trade or, or things of that nature. So, you know, you know, I, I think as a, someone who consumes the Raptors so much yeah this this season hasn't really gone uh, the way that most fans wanted to um nor do I really want it to tank but looking at the standings right now I mean the teams that are above us right now the Bulls Hawks Knicks and Heat I, I mean at this point in the Nets I don't really see any of those team being that much better than the Raptors the Raptors are also on a three-game winning streak and their next games are Jazz Pistons Magic Pelicans Pistons Cavs like we could pull off a pretty good runway of wins to go up the standing so you know I'll, I'll take that glass half full I'm, I'm mostly on the medium uh, side when it comes to the Raptors I, I'm I have expectations I don't have very high expectations but I would be pleasantly surprised if they go up the rankings a little bit and see where this goes. And I think this might help the the fact that, you know, we're not going for high draft picks. We're not, uh, if it's okay that we sent out the, the, uh, the protected draft pick um, because if we lose that much, at least we got that high, high draft pick. It, it was one to six. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it. I, I'm neither here or there. I, I'm excited to see what Pirtle brings uh, with this team. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. So, final thing before we go to the break, uh, I guess we we figured out today that Pascal Siakam is actually going to Utah. He is mm-hmm. he was uh, as an all star as as an as an all star. Yeah, not not, not, Come not as on, a trade. Man, we're talking about yep. trades and shit. That's true. That's, That's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, no, Pascal Siakam has been announced as a all star reserve along with. Anthony Edwards and Darian Fox. Those are like those three were pretty high up there when we wanted that we thought were snubs. But yo, Pascal, all those guys, they're going to Utah for the All Star game. What do you guys think, man? Well deserved, obviously. And just to paint the, the bigger picture here, um, Laurie Markinen is starting now, yep, uh, as yep. well as Joel Embiid. And oh my God, who's the last one? John Morant. Uh, John Morant, who are, they are covering for uh, Stephen Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, and. Zion. And Zion Williamson, of course, obviously. So outside of the snub of Jalen Brunson, which we discussed the last pod, um, three of the biggest snubs are here. And it's unfortunate that it's due to injury, but mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Siakam, we've got like that, that whirlwind game going on. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is going to be exciting to watch, but Anthony Edwards our uh, our Kermit friend from from, from the <laughs> film is going to put excited. on a hell of a show. I'm excited to watch Anthony Edwards, man. That's like yeah. the, another up and coming high flyer. Oof, that's going to be fun, man. Watching him decide like him and Jaw, whether they're teammates or rivals, that's going to be a. I imagine some alley oop trade offs. Yes, yes, and, that's going to be and dope, man. I I'm going to say it right now. Uh, no, actually, no, I, I shouldn't say this. There will be at least one more replacement because Jalen Brown is out for a while. Uh, uh, so, so that would that would check out, and you know, Eastern player that would check out. 
It's yeah. either going to be Brunson or, or Harden, right? So or Jimmy. I, I thought Jimmy was was a snub. I too. love Jimmy Butler, but I don't think he's being considered. Yeah, I have a feeling he was left off just because of the whole games thing. Yeah, I think. I think. But then Zion um, made uh, it. But anyway, we're not going to. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean that's tough. That so is yeah. tough. Do you think you, you? So you think that Jalen? I I think if. If Jalen Brown can't make it, which he, he won't, I think he has a fracture in his nose or something like that. Uh, do you think it's going to be either be Jalen Brunson or James or James Harden? That's really tough because Brunson is balling, but the Knicks aren't nearly as good as the 76ers. And Harden is also doing really well. So, I mean, he's not prime Harden, but given the fact that oh he's gosh. accepted number two, he's doing really well. No, Butler's, Butler's played more games than Harden. Oh, well, that... I see. I did not I, expect to see that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, and look, I would love to have Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I would, well, put, but... I would put Butler in. Okay, knowing that, and this is entirely my own opinion, put in Jimmy Butler. Fuck it, he's like one of the best players in the league. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I thought he missed more than that. Wow. Yeah, same. I'm I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, Forty games, uh, and James Harden is at thirty-seven. So. Wow. Okay. I didn't, yeah. Somehow that, that slipped by me. <laughs> Maybe because the Heat aren't doing as well, and I just assumed that the drought was longer. I don't think that, that adds to it, right? I mean, okay, so the, the, the Sixers are quite a bit better, a few games better than than, than the Heat. Miami, looking yeah. at standings and stuff, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence. I think regardless, I think it's – I don't think Brunson's getting in. Uh, it's, it's Butler or Harden. Let's go Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I think Jimmy too, mainly because they don't have a Heat representing. No, they have Bam. Game. They have Bam. Bam's oh, in. they have Bam. Okay, 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 okay. In that case, ooh, dude, that's a that's a good. Yeah, that's hard. It's a hard one. Hard one. Okay, if two Sacramento play. players can get in, and this is, uh, I know one's a re- you know a replacement, and Sacramento wasn't quite in the standing as they are now. Now they're third in the West, I think. Yeah. If yeah. they could do it, why can't the Heat have two? <laughs> like, why not? Yeah. And you can make the same case for the Sixers, who are also third in the conference. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, we're also forgetting uh, Trey Young too. Like I get it. No, 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 I'm purposely. I'm purposely forgetting. Forgetting Trey Young. Don't be mistaken. We're neglecting well Trey Young. That's on purpose. <laughs> well done. Well done. Oh man. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll, we got to. We got to talk to Elephant in the Room. We got to talk about the, basically the West Coast being the best coast again all right let's have a great Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Actually, uh, that product and or service has reminded me again of Trey Young, and not in the sense that I want to, him to make the All-Star game. It just, just reminded me of him. Maybe he could use it. That's all. Trey, if Trey Young doesn't make the All-Star, I think Jimmy's going to make the All-Star. If not Jimmy, then I think James Harden. But I'm just glad Pascal Siakam is in there. Welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fan, for Raptors fan. The first half of this episode, we were talking about, of course, the trade deadline. And if the Raptors made... Uh, little less moves than we wanted to they did make a move maybe maybe there was something on the table we don't know but welcome back Jacoperto. okay guys uh i didn't even remember because this is how uh this is how the society is lebron just passed the a 40 year record and has become the lone standing uh points leader in the nba with 38,390 surpassing the great kareem abdul jabbar did you guys get to watch it did you see like everything yeah did you guys oh uh okay okay number one i thought it was going i wished it was going to be a tomahawk dunk that i was going to be but it's kind of fitting that it's a fadeaway you know i thought it was gonna be a skyhook yeah everybody thought it was gonna be a skyhook yeah Listen, I mean, the game was going so poorly that like any, it could have been a foul shot. Like anything would have been, you know, serviceable so they could get the win, which they didn't, by the way. <laughs> they, they didn't yeah. get the win. They were getting, at one point they were getting slammed by Oklahoma City Thunder. Like they were down almost 20, I think. And like nobody cared. They were like, hey, I just want to see LeBron do this thing. And mm-hmm. to his credit, he had 36, I think, remaining. And then yeah. at half... He cut that in half, so he had um, he had eighteen, I think, but in one quarter pulled it off. Like in the third quarter, he pulled mm-hmm. off the record and then mm-hmm. scored a measly two, I think, in the in the fourth. But it, yeah, and they lost by three. Uh, it, it, the, you know, nobody really cared, which is I understand Anthony Davis's frustration, but at the same time, look, this is the one time I'm not going to use this to my advantage to crap on LeBron James. I've crapped on him enough. That. If people want to talk about winning and everything, on one hand, I get why somebody would be upset that they lost the game, that this record was broken. And on the other hand, didn't LeBron kind of just win the entire league when it comes to scoring? So, you know, it's still such a monumental achievement. Um, and there are so many things to consider. First off, the guy's 38. It's not slowing down. This guy's going to break 40. Like, not but just yeah. 40 in age, but like 40,000 40, points. Easily. He's easily going to do both, actually. Secondly, this guy was doing this effortlessly. Like, I know the defense wasn't quite what it should have been with OKC, but, like, this guy was putting up a few really difficult shots to not just try and get the back in the game, but, like, to pull off this record. And I know that the game kind of just didn't matter to the Lakers outside of maybe AD, once the record was set and it showed, but hey, I mean, 
it's okay to celebrate one other thing. I know the Lakers aren't in the best spot, but we're honor we're honoring like the legacy, maybe of an individual, sure, but a lot of people are like considering this guy the greatest of all time at this point. And this mm. is something that at least deserves to be cherished. Now, one thing that makes this especially important. So Kareem's held on to this record for nearly 40 years. This is true. What's going to happen? We're seeing this league change. We're seeing a lot of players sitting out. So they're not playing all 82 games. We're seeing uh, players getting injured. We're seeing the possibility that they might shorten the season. We're also perhaps once Stephen Curry and all these similar players are out of the league, maybe not going to play as offensively. There are a few factors that once LeBron finally hangs up his shoes and that's it, he's done. The Jersey's off. He's like retired as a, as a magic player. Why not? I'm living in a fantasy world. I'll play some in Orlando. Uh, much to his chagrin. Um, his record might not just be untouchable. It might be virtually impossible, like Stockton assist impossible, given all these factors. And that's where I feel like people were waiting for it to pass this record as if, you know, this is this is great. He's finally done it. Now we can all go home. No, I feel like this is the beginning. How far is he going to go? And will it ever be touched? I know some play- people are saying players like, Shai Gilgis or or Luka Doncic, who started flaming hot right out of the gate at a young age, might be able to catch up. I don't even know so much, to be honest. Like, I feel like this, this might wind up being impossible. And this is where you start appreciating the greatness. This is where mm-hmm. it's like, forget all the other crap. If you're a uh, naysayer of LeBron, I know I've been for a very long time. Watch from now. In the same way that I've been watching Curry continuously break that record again and again and create this huge margin between him and everybody else. Let's see him break this record so hard that it truly is impossible to reach. Yeah, I don't, I, I agree with you in terms of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a record that he will continue to push, especially as he, you know, he's, he's made it quite clear, right? He wants to stick around for when his son is, is or at least one of his sons is in the league, right? And they're not getting drafted straight out of high school or anything. Like they, they will take a bit. Uh, I think the rule is going to change soon. I think you you will be able to draft out of high school soon. Oh yeah, but I mean, like in terms of like their talent and capability, like I right, don't right. know. Like they're they're if they were to, it's because they're LeBron's kids. That's it. No, um, <laughs> they are really talented. And maybe that is the only way he does end up in Orlando. Is if Bronny gets traded, <laughs> gets drafted by Orlando, he's like, oh, all right, God. take me there. Um, I'm not saying that they're not good, but like my my point is, LeBron's not retiring in a year or two. He's going to be around for a bit. Yeah, and and even if if it wasn't for that fact, I mean, if you look at just his the way in which he's doing this now, at thirty point two points per game at this age, I mean, forget about the age for a second. At thirty point two points per game, that is higher than the one season where he led the league in scoring. So that's that's what what's one of the many astounding stats about this. Like you're the career leader in scoring and yet you've only led the league in scoring once that speaks to his longevity. That speaks to consistent excellence. And the fact that he can still score 30.2 at this stage in his career is just mind boggling to me. It means that he hasn't started the decline yet. It's just incredible to think. When or if he has, it's like minimal, <laughs> like minimal. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Okay, his, his, 
he's he's shooting more from outside because he, he, he can't get into the lane as he used to. But even when he does does get in the lane, he's getting his points. So like it's it's just incredible. Like we haven't really seen much of a decline to suggest that he's anywhere near retiring. So yeah, I mean, I think yes, he will definitely blow past forty thousand. I mean, we can start to think about like, okay, what if he gets to like 45,000? Like what if he gets higher, right? Like it's, it's incredible to think how much further he can push along this record. And, and I'm, a, I'm here to enjoy the ride. I'm, I'm not like you, Dre. I'm, I'm a believer in, in, in Braun since, since day one. Uh, he, he's my goat. So um, I'll leave that out there for you all to discuss. Mm. But um, it was truly incredible to, to witness that the other day. The longevity of LeBron is incredible, and I, I get it. He he pays. There's a whole thing about him paying a million dollars every year to to work on his body. But I mean, to have that mentality to have to work on his body every single year in order to keep on playing, and like you said, guys, it doesn't look like he's slowing down. I feel like he is going to play past his past his forties, and because the goal is for him, I think, is to play with his son or against his son, what whichever it is. I think it would. I don't know in the NBA how if there ever has been a father and son playing against each other. I know that there were in other sports like Ken Griffey played with his dad when he was uh, in the MLB. I don't know about in the NBA. I could be wrong, but that would be so cool and weird to see Bronny and Braun uh, play one against each other or on the same team. A couple of things about the shot is. Uh, if you see like a side by side of the pictures with LeBron, uh, LeBron's sh- uh, shot, the career shot, and also um, J- Michael Jordan's shot, I think in Utah, where like in the background you see everybody has no phones in the in the Jordan shot. There's no phones. Everyone's kind of seized the moment. Whereas in this one with LeBron, everyone has their phone out, and it's really really incredible. I think it just shows a difference in in you know era right like everybody has their phones and everyone wants to like capture this moment and that's how the society is but the one person who didn't have his phone out i don't know if you guys saw there was Mm -hmm. one guy who was sitting right beside brawny watching it and it was phil knight um the creator of nike who also signed lebron when he was when he was coming up like when he was like 18 so it's just an incredible full circle moment um when it comes to this uh, to this career, you know, 38,000 points. Like he's probably going to hit the 40,000 mark. It's, LeBron, I, it's so hard to debate what, you know, who the greatest of all time is, because if he's not the greatest of all time, he at least is top three, um, obviously around top five. But like in, I think in, in our generation, we've been watching LeBron since the beginning he has to be the greatest of all time in our generation, right? Yeah. I mean, I we didn't really get to watch Jordan. I guess like Dre and I didn't really get to watch. I know, Jay, you're a little bit a little older than us, but you, you probably got to watch Jordan a little bit more. But we didn't really get to watch, and we only watch highlights, right? Um, and But now for LeBron, we, we got to witness a lot of his career, um, either by, you know, watching him live, but mostly from just like the social aspect, like times have changed. We got to watch every single thing that this guy has done since, you know, day one. And now he's year 20, not, and then continue to go. I think to me, he has to be considered the greatest of all time. He has to be right. And well, to be considered, yeah, it goes without saying. To be certified is one thing. If nobody's considering him 
one of the goats. I think that's a they, hater. That's a hater. Right they're there. watching There's... the wrong sport, and they should just yeah. piss off. <laughs> and, and like, it's not like LeBron. Like LeBron freaking terrorized Toronto for his entire career, right? And like, we we you know we never want to be part of history. And like, at the same time, like when Kobe hit his eighty one. Uh, in hindsight, yeah, I might have. It probably it sucked when that happened, but at the same time, I'm so glad that we were part of that history, you know. And for LeBron, it's like he he was the main re- main factor that we that the Raptors and a lot of teams, basically all of the East, that couldn't get past him. But you know, it, it's it's kind of crazy to think that uh, he has been here for so long that and, and been dominating for so long. It's it's just crazy, it, and I just don't feel like this record will be broken in our life, in my lifetime. I don't know. Yeah, another way to look at his scoring. So he's played for three franchises in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about points per game while in uniform for that specific uh, franchise, the Heat, the Cavs, the Lakers, how many of those three do you think he is first all time in points per game for that specific franchise? I know yeah, for sure. All of them. I don't know about all of them. Uh, Which one are you unsure about? Miami so Cleveland, probably. that should be the easiest. I mean, yeah. I don't know who else. But Miami, you got to think about Dwayne Wade. For the yeah. Lakers, you've got a lot to choose from. A lot from. of people to think about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's wait, wait. That's so what's fair. the question? Points per game? Like the Points average? Per game. Yeah, the average. Oh, God. Um, I mean, if he's not the top of all three, he might be close in two of the franchises, but he has to be for sure for Cleveland. Yeah, for sure for Cleveland. I think, Jay, you said all three, right? I said all three. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's all three. Uh, All three is the correct answer. With the Lakers, it was really tight. So Jerry West, 27.0. Shaq, 27.0. Baylor, 27.4. James, 27.5. That's crazy. And I didn't even mention Kobe, who's at 25 points per game. Like, that's an incredible franchise. And LeBron is somehow sitting atop it. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Jeez. And I'm glad we get to speak about the greatness of LeBron because, you know, you, you we live in such a society where we want to know what's next. What is, you know, give me what's next. What I, I want to, I don't really care about now. I don't care about before. I want to know what's coming next. But to stop and think about what LeBron is doing is kind of, it, it's making me upset thinking that once he, you know, ties up his shoes and 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 puts up and, and takes off the jersey, like you said, Dre. It's gonna be a sad day, man. It's gonna be a really sad day when you think that LeBron is no longer going to be in the league. And I, however long he's gonna play for, I don't know because we ever we everyone thought he was gonna be done at you know ten years. Now it's 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 gonna be surpassing twenty years. You know what I mean? Like how long he can he go? Who freaking knows? That's probably in the betting books already. Well, but one thing I just, I'm very happy about is that that mm-hmm. guy that said this fuckery won't last for much longer was extremely wrong. Yeah, the guy freezing, on Twitter, you know, whoever it was. Let's just at freezing cold takes. That's that's yeah. all that is. That's all that is. So I'm glad that we got to like you know take a moment and ex- watch greatness, man. We're, we're we're witnessing greatness. That's that's and all. You, and it you is. get to witness more of that greatness in seeing LeBron in the All Star game, right? And mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's going to be amazing to see, and and that All Star team. I mean, I, I think about who's on the All Star rosters with him, and a part of me feels like you could probably just do another set of of All Stars with who is in the Western Conference. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. The West is just 
<laughs> the Pacific Division. Like I don't really care about divisions anymore. But if you were to just look at the Pacific Division, you have every active NBA Finals MVP except for Giannis in that division with Steph, with LeBron, with KD. It's incredible, guys. Like, what what yeah. do we make of the Western Conference after a very busy trade deadline? Oh. I don't want to jump the gun and say any of these teams are like title contenders right off, right out of the gate because we know that Phoenix had issues already if they weren't necessarily gelling. The fact that they pulled off a trade without Aiden leaving, without Booker leaving, without Paul leaving, and they got Kevin Durant is freaking mind-boggling. I'll just say that. But they yeah. still have like an overall issue, I think, with maybe their bench and everything. But I still think it's a step in the right direction. Additionally, with my Mavericks... Um, now we've got Kyrie who, uh, played his first game while Luca sat out. We have yet to see the two, the two, uh, ball handling ISO legends, uh, going at it and seeing exactly how, how they fare. And people who think that they're instantly like title favorites, I think are, a, you know, a little off, I think when it comes to their, to their take. But, um, what I do know is that when you look at, maybe not the title, that's too big. Let's just go back to the playoffs and the standings and what these matchups are going to look like. Oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. pretty bonkers, yeah. especially when it comes to like the play-in and seeing, I would argue a lot of the play-in teams are like quite legitimate. None of them are like, why are they even here? This is why the play-in idea is stupid because we have weak teams trying to compete. No, even they are like, going to try and force their way in and the actual playoffs themselves in the West. I don't think any round is going to be a slouch. I think every single round is going to be freaking dynamite in the West. The Absolutely. East, maybe not so much, but in the West. Oh, get ready. That's going to be two months of heaven. <laughs> give me a four five Maverick Suns first round. Which I just, if they like, went to the playoffs today, we would have. No, Clippers are, are five right now. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Damn you, yeah. roster rankings. Just by just yeah, but a just by one. <laughs> I would love I would love to have it in the Eastern Conference final or Western Conference finals. But like, if they were like just meeting up at a, at, a, at the first round, just oh, that would be such an incredible first round. Just like give me a seven game series of that. I I agree with you, man. The West is crazy, and for years I was like, man, no, man, the East is really good too. We got we. I mean, they we had were. LeBron. They were they were for for like a very short amount of time, but. Okay, don't get me wrong, man. The The West is fun. The West is really fun to watch. But at the same time, as an Eastern Conference competitor, I'm happy. I'm glad that we don't have to be in that debacle, man. But John Morant because does. It, <laughs> yeah, John, John Morant loves, loves being in the West. Uh, <laughs> like, the, the fact that... Okay, remember when um, we traded for Kawhi and, and DeRozan basically said that there was one guy that they couldn't get through, and that was LeBron, right? This in this, I feel it's kind of the same. The Nets were kind of the team that like everyone was. You never want to face the Nets, right? You have Kyrie, you have you have Katie and everything like that. But the fact that you got so many of the top tier players now playing in the West that makes the East even more open, which is what I love. I don't care if the Western is is great. Sure. It doesn't mean that we're going to face you in the playoffs until the finals anyways. So let you guys battle it out with incredible basketball. And let's just, you know, let's for the Raptors as a Raptors fan, let's just get our way through the playoffs. That's fine. I'm okay with it, man. So it's cool. 
give me all the Western Conference like like battles. Uh, you know, just just leave us alone. <laughs> just leave the Raptors alone. The Nuggets are quite comfortably in first. I think that they're yep. going to probably run away with that. At least the 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 number one spot. The Grizzlies are going to be fine. The Kings are they. They will be an interesting team to watch, not because of themselves, but in terms of mm. they have a target now on their backs, right? They'll mm. enter the All-Star break probably in third spot, mm-hmm. but a lot of hungry teams are behind them. Yeah. And more importantly, teams with much more experience, right? So if I'm looking at a playoff matchup that I'd, I'd love to take advantage of, and I'm, let's say, the the Clippers and I'm in sixth, I would be very happy to face the Kings in the first round versus facing the the Suns or facing the Mavericks, right? Um, and speaking of the Mavericks, oh, I don't know. You know, eh? That's that was. That's, first I don't think AK. that's gonna work. Uh, that that's my. That's no, my no. Um, my hesitation as well. But like, yeah. we'll see. But I, in the long run, I let let's see. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's an amazing duo you're looking at here. That's it's really going to be tough to say. Yeah, they're not really they're a duo. One a, one they're yeah, two yeah, they're, they're two players. singular entities. Yeah, yeah totally. are they a duo? That's what I fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 with Brooklyn, it took a bit of a while for Irving and Durant to kind of gel again. They were both, but they're right. also different positions, and they're also different parts of the court. You're right. You're absolutely right, and and that's why that was able to to work out a bit. But this is just it's it's an odd match, and we we know after watching and following and covering basketball for many years now, we know that it's not about the individual talent you put on there; it's how yeah. the team gels. So I have my hesitations about Dallas, Phoenix. Uh, I think you you started to mention this earlier, Dre. I, I do have hesitations about their bench, but then. In the playoffs, that doesn't really matter, right? Like rotations get smaller yeah. and you only really run out eight guys. So, you know, Phoenix has a rightful spot as one of the title contenders slash favorites. Uh, and and then for everyone below there, like I think that the Warriors, this is kind of like their last hurrah. Um, mm. The one team mm. I'm really excited to see is the Thunder. I, I You know, we, we said... They're on the come before up. the season that that this was a team that's again destined for the lottery and they're proving otherwise and you know they're I don't know I think you can tell that this is a different year for OKC mm-hmm. because this is the first time in a trade deadline that I can ever remember yeah. where the Thunder did not trade and try that's to fair. acquire draft picks like they they we were joking around about all these trades that included five second rounders and none of them included OKC. What's wrong? Oh, that's right. They don't need to anymore. They're actually going to start competing now. So I'm really looking forward to how, how the Thunder do. And uh, for the Lakers, I mean, this is this is just, this ain't it. Um, <laughs> no. This just ain't it. Like acquiring, I mean, acquiring Russell is, is not the answer. It's, it's a slight upgrade. I, D'Angelo yes. Russell, I might add. Not, not Russell Westbrook. D'Angelo oh, Russell yeah. Westbrook. That is a... A a, a, you, you're right. You're right. Um, Beasley is, is is a great pickup. Vanderbilt's a great pickup. They they will improve the team, but to Mo what Bamba. extent? I, I have my my hesitations. Yeah, I know. And, and Bamba too, right? So like, I still have my hesitations. Good, I will, good players, I will, but what are they going to offer? Like, I don't know. It is really a last ditch effort here, right? As yeah. long as you have a healthy LeBron and a somewhat happy AD, then then really the sky's the limit. But 
that will be put to the test when they have to run through the gauntlet that is the West. Um, it's it's no guarantee anymore that if you have LeBron, you're guaranteed success. Uh, it's 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 poor roster construction that they're trying to fix with a whole bunch of band aids there, and, and I don't have faith in that. Where so, um, is last question before we yeah, go? Really busy Where West is Russell there. Westbrook heading? He's going to be bought up by the Utah Jazz. Interesting. I think the Clippers. I would guess. I would guess the Clippers. Uh, yeah. Right now, their their point guard is who? Terrence Mann. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which oh, which I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that down or anything. That's not really a negative because mm-hmm. we were already starting to talk about Terrence Mann as a Raptor if he was going to be part yep. of that Fred Van Vliet trade, right? But yep. th- there's been more experience there if you get if you bring in uh, Russell Westbrook, right? Uh, so and he's not injury prone, so it's like when George yeah. or Kawhi or Iffy, you've got a yeah. guy who will put ten thousand percent on the line every day yeah yeah and and he has that experience playing alongside pg right so i don't know it's a uh, uh, that's that's where i kind of see this going i don't, I don't see how why, why chicago is, is popping up as one of the destinations i really don't um, it, it, I, I chicago's just gonna get worse with what they're trying to do if he goes over there at this point it's like overkill i'm pretty sure levine was like, on the, the experiment in chicago is just not working like in in the last second that yeah. was that would have been interesting i had no idea he that was. they wanted to trade him yeah. Uh, well, the writing's been on the wall that the Bulls need to to make it like they they're kind of similar to the Raptors, where it's like they have pieces that are tradable, and they're not really going to go right. far. So it's yeah. time to yeah. make some moves and take advantage of their their trade value. And they ultimately did the same thing. The can Raptors I just did. say they, that they if the, the right deals, is bought out for moves. some reason or not? Can we can we try to get him? <laughs> can we just bring back the 2018 Raptors? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Let's do. It. Terrence Ross, Serge Ibaka, or Terrence Ross? Which buyout do you want? And he can shoot. And Terrence Ross shoot. is younger. If we can, it, like, got more juice left. We got. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd, get, I'd keep I'd one of you Baca because Baca, of I'm vibes, like, no, but per, like, you really, already bringing back some good turned vibes. vibes into positive with Pertle. Yeah. You you made your star player happy. So at least the least you can do is just add help when it comes to the three point. Who we're averaging, we're freaking twenty second or or yeah twenty eighth. We're twenty eighth in uh, in three point field in field goals, and. Oy. Yeah, let's search Ibaka. Continue his world tour. He's <laughs> doing a pretty good run. He should just great, he should just stick a with great like tour of, like, of the United albums. States. I think you know you can make money to that. You're fine. You're good. You don't need money, man. Just start. Just just go Rihanna and start a Fenty line or something. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I okay, Jay. I know that you wanted to say something about the Super Bowl. We got a couple of minutes. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it. Oh, man, do we have time? How much? Oh, what do we have for time here? We're way. Oh, All right, speak, Super Bowl. Speaking of it's which, on speaking Sunday. Of which, because so, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, Raptors, that means The Last of Us yeah. is actually coming out today. Last of Us coming out today. Okay, sorry. I don't know if that Last was your us, point, I might have just stole your time. Okay. Okay, cool. No, that was not my point, unfortunately. That, that's actually a way better point than what I'm about to say. No, actually, with the Raptors also playing on Sunday, uh-huh. you know what that means? Prop bets. So... Prop bets, I love to do. I like to yes. make my own prop bets on Sunday. It's the most gambled day of the year. Uh, so this is where you incorporate things that might happen in the Super Bowl with things that might that are definitely not happening in the Super Bowl. So I will offer you guys, let's just do two prop bets related to the Super Bowl okay. and the Raptors. And you guys get to 
Give me your picks. First one. Who will score more points, the Kansas City Chiefs or Ooh, Fred VanVleet on Sunday? I don't know much about football. Uh, so let's just say that the Chiefs are probably going to be predicted to score roughly around 28 to 30 points. Yeah, that on sounds Sunday. like a good score. Like a like a really good Super Bowl score. Like this like somebody like if it's like 7 and 7 and it's just like a no, these are these are two offensive beasts, but also okay. two very good defensive teams. But let's let's okay. peg Kansas City at around about twenty eight to thirty points. Okay, uh, so if you're if these are both offensive beasts and it's the Super Bowl, I'm so I should clarify both both like if you like let, as a comparison, let's say that they are like top five offense and defense. Okay, so there is a defensive presence. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but we're not team. anticipating a low scoring game. I'm still going to go with the Chiefs. Um, okay. Maybe marginally. Let's say the Chiefs are third. So Van Fred Van Vliet scores less than 30 mm, because it's no. the Pistons? <laughs> because it's Dwayne Casey? Actually, I don't need your reasoning. That's okay. You can roll with that. Uh, I, my reasoning is um, Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siak. I'm going to go off. Um, I, <laughs> I I'm going to say Van Vliet because we're facing Jason? the Pistons. Chiefs or Van Vliet? Yeah. Mm, I like that too. Damn, I don't know which one to go with. That should be the tiebreaker here. Uh, I will go with uh, uh, Van Vliet because I hate the Chiefs. Okay. The other one I've got for you guys here is uh, what's more likely to happen? Patrick Mahomes, who is the quarterback of the Chiefs, yep. celebrates his second Super Bowl MVP or Dwayne oh Casey celebrates another win um, over the Raptors. Oh, that's a – can you yeah, – is that a problem? Neither. Neither. It, it, we can't. Yeah. We can't <laughs> oh, that's true. That is open to like neither or both, right? That's true. That's well, a good thing. Because it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the Eagles, which I have no affiliation with. I just like the thought, like the sound. Of hey, I'm with you, man. More than, I don't like the Chiefs, so I'm with City. you. So uh, let's go with the Eagles and. Dwayne Casey can keep bellowing out in in Detroit. Well, they just traded away Sadiq Bay, and I don't think Wiseman is. I I like Sadiq Bay more than Wiseman, to be honest. Um, and Detroit is terrible, so I'm gonna go with the. I'm sorry, Jay, man. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. (laughs) I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna say sorry to both of you. I'm going with Dwayne Casey celebrating also, another win. Is the chief coach? Is he the guy who like looks like that uh, from Sonic? With the uh, okay, yes. Oh, Doctor Roboto, <laughs> it's a little out of pocket. So out of pocket, come on, <laughs> Doctor Roboto. Oh no, I I, know, I, know, I think I, I feel like I feel like he's really good. Hard. He just reminds me of that Sonic. Doctor Roboto. Doctor Robotic, uh, or like back in the games, I, I think he's known as Eggman. My bad. My bad. <laughs> okay, is there another Eggman? Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> uh, Fine, I'll give you one final one because uh, there always seems to be a prop bet around the national anthem. So, which will be longer in length, the national anthem, which is sung by country singer Chris Stapleton, <laughs> or uh, Malachi Flynn's minutes on Sunday? Agreed. The anthem because Malachi yeah. Flynn's getting zero minutes. Yeah, I agreed. I agree. That's, with that's what you're basically betting on, right? Will he get minutes? Yeah. That's what I'm you're betting like, on. Will. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna go with Flynn. I think he'll get yeah, some maybe. time. 
I don't know. I feel like a Raptors team versus Dwayne Casey, I feel like there's a lot of vendetta there, even if they don't say anything. So Nick Nurse is going to play Fred like 45 minutes. He doesn't care. He's going to... Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I don't think Phil's going to... I need this win, guys. I need it. That's a good question. That is a good bet. Wow. And there are your Super Bowl prop bets with raptors oh. this year we don't usually get this honor usually the raptors don't play on Super Bowl sunday so uh, it was good i to thought the them. nba wasn't even playing at all thanks for playing Super along Bowl. boys no they the, the entire right. sporting world makes sure that they finish all their sports before the Super Bowl. so like Got the it. raptors game Got is it. at three o'clock because i remember when like lebron was the yeah that's true lebron was in cleveland was with cleveland and he was facing the Raptors on a Super Bowl Sunday and then he basically stayed and watched it at like real sports or something like that. I remember that. That was very interesting. Anyways. Um, wow, that was fun. I apologize for the yeah. backhanded slap when, when it comes to, co- to Chiefs coach, but that's all what it reminds me of. Um, yeah, well, thanks again for for tuning in to That's a Rep podcast. Uh, until next week, that's a wrap. <laughs>